Welcome to the Blackburn Boss Podcast, where we talk about all the things you wish you were told when you started your business. I'm your host, Audrey Blackburn, owner of Blackburn Consulting, where I work with women-led small businesses and nonprofits to move them from a place of scarcity to one of abundance. Want to help us grow this podcast? Then help us out by leaving us a review on iTunes. So a friend of mine, Heather, she sent out a um, email today to quite a few people, and she called this that we are dealing with right now the swirl, and that really resonated with me (laughs) because that summed it up completely. It feels like we're in the swirl of information. I know that many people are stressed right now. I've had several clients call me, and I know their businesses have been impacted by this drastically, where they've had to, you know, close down or uh, completely stop operations whatsoever. And they're very worried about how they're going to pay their bills, how they're even going to pay the payroll that they had before they closed, because they haven't been able to completely pay all of it. And cash flow is just non-existent. And so we have all of these wonderful ideas coming out of our government and out of the news and out of the banks and everywhere right now. You're just inundated with emails about the SBA loans and the disaster loans and this kind of grant and that kind of grant and unemployment and all this stuff, right? So there's lots and lots of stuff. And it's great, but they're leaving out a lot of details, And the details is, one, yeah, we've approved this, but we don't really have the application process completely worked out. We don't really know what the instructions are. We don't really know what this means, on and on and on. And so for people like me, when my clients call, you know, it's trying to educate myself as quickly as possible on this information so I can talk coherently about it, as well as field the calls and try to help them as quickly as possible. And you have to prioritize. You have to prioritize who's first, who gets priority based on the need. And then couple that on top of the fact that you have lots of regular work going on, new clients coming in still, um, lots of different things. So my reality is that I'm different than some people in this uh, area, but I might be alike a lot of you, which is my business didn't shut down because my business is remote. And the things that I do, uh, which is accounting, I work with, you know, bookkeeping and advisory and all the different things, technology, that didn't stop because I can still do that exactly from my home office, which is where I've worked for the past five years. I had clients that were getting ready to sign proposals so they could start working with me. They made the decisions to go ahead and do that, you know, even knowing what was coming, which I don't know that any of us really knew what was coming. We, we had an idea, um, but we weren't completely certain. And right now, we're somewhat in the thick of it, but after just watching um, the latest news coverage on it and listening to our president talk, um, it sounds like there's much more to come. 
And it's going to get a lot worse before it gets better. And that's not just the economy. That is simply this virus and everything that's going on. So I've noticed a huge amount of people on social media over the past few weeks that have been talking about fear and anxiety and not being able to sleep and just, you know, all the things. And I completely can understand that. And I have compassion for those folks. And I've experienced some, a little bit of anxiety myself, not a lot. I had one day where I was just, I felt like everything was buzzing. Um, And I think a lot of the anxiety was not what I was hearing. It was the fact that so much information was coming at me so quickly. It was making it extremely hard to focus and to process all that information. I'm the type of person, and and several of you maybe as well, that when bad stuff happens, I react very analytical and very matter of fact. I sit back and I listen to the experts and I listen to the facts that are coming out and I look for the graphs and the charts and the data because I'm a data person. It's what I do. So I look at the data. I look what the models say. I look at the trends because I know from having worked with data for so many years, it can talk to you. It can be manipulated, but it can also talk to you. And if you can read between the lines and see what's going on, a lot of times you can get better information than what's being told to you. And so that's the things I pay attention to. I pay attention to, you know, the experts in the field. And it's not, well, it's very sobering and it's very, um, it's a very scary time in our nation, I've been able to quieten my mind and say, okay, th- this is what we got to do and this is how we're going to handle it. But what I've been experiencing, and I haven't heard a lot of people talk about, and I wanted to talk about it here on my podcast, was the decision fatigue that is going on and the information overload And those of us that still have jobs and are still able to work from home, not just part-time, but full-time, just like normal. So those of us that are normal was not impacted with the work, right? We're still doing exactly what we were doing before, or we might even be doing more of it, which is my case. Then you put on top of that, like I have an 11-year-old who's at home who's doing online learning that started on Monday. For two weeks, we had packets. They said, take some time off for spring break, do the packet, that is it. Well, so I let her just do what she wanted to essentially for two weeks. And she did some of the packet and she relaxed and she goofed off. She was a kid. And that wasn't so bad because that gave me some time to kind of group things together myself and get a handle on this, you know, and what I need to do. But this week we started online learning and that's a struggle for her. She's dyslexic. She has a hard time with the reading. So you can imagine that online learning where it's just a bunch of instructions and a bunch of things to listen to and everything that's been recorded, not so good for her. And so she's taken a lot of time asking us questions, wanting to know how to do this and how to do that. Um, She trusts us a lot more for that than she does asking even her teachers. And I'm sure we're not the only parents that are in that boat. 
So that's our days, right? And my husband works from home as well. And so we both have been trying to help her keep up the stuff around the house, take care of the grocery shopping, the things you have to go out and timing that, picking up things for elderly parents who shouldn't be going out and don't need to be going out, and just just taking care of all that stuff that's our new normal. And in that, I find that when my day starts, I'm very calm, I'm very peaceful, I'm very intentional about my day, I have a plan for my day, and that starts out, you know, very good at like 6 a.m., and then by 10 a.m., I'm already feeling extremely overwhelmed, which is not the norm. The information that is coming through the email box is unreal. I can't just turn it off because I need to see a lot of what's coming through there. But then there's this overload of stuff that's coming through. Um, overload of webinars I need to attend. And they're they're not bad things. None of these things are bad. There are things I need to go to. I need to attend this webinar. I need to read this email so I'll know about this thing that's being offered so that I can tell someone or, or understand it or be educated. Then I have the client work that I'm already doing, my regular work. Then I have clients that are calling that need assistance. Then I have my daughter that needs help with her schoolwork and she only wants me to help her because... At that moment, she's upset with her dad or she doesn't want to ask her teacher or she just wants to hang out with mom because mom is her safe zone, right? Mom is where she feels comfortable. So she parks herself in my office. And of course, my husband, he wants to chat with me. So he stops in and then you put the dogs on that too. So by lunchtime, I am completely exhausted. I feel like I have worked three days in one. I feel like I am at my wit's end. Because see, I am a person who loves solitude. I love working by myself. I love it to be quiet, where I can think, where I can process. And right now, my whole world has been invaded um, without any quiet. <laughs> and... I'm sure there's plenty of people out there just like me who they're they're at home maybe where they're used to being in an office. I'm used to being home, but I'm not used to all these people being here with me. Um, maybe you're home from your office and you're used to having an office at work where you have your schedule, you have your routine, you go to your meetings, you you do the work that you need to do, but now you've got kids at home or or a spouse, or maybe you don't have anyone and that's really bothering you. I have friends that live alone. It, the isolation is getting to them. And so I've noticed that we hear so much on social media, at least my, my news feed, right? I can't speak for everyone else. My news feed is filled with friends who are in isolation because they live alone. So they're speaking out and saying, hey, I need people to talk to. And those friends of mine who are out of work, they're speaking out about that and saying, hey, I'm out of work and this sucks. And, you know, I, I'm, I don't have anything to do. And the parents who are typically stay-at-home parents are speaking out going, hey, I got the kids all the time now and I don't get any time to myself. And I, you know, they're bored and I don't know what to do with them and I'm trying to educate them. 
But the group that's been really quiet, that I've heard very little from, and I fall into this group, is the group that's just doing work like normal. And I say that, I hate to use the word normal, but I use it to get a point that our businesses are still going just like they were before all this happened. But now we've compounded our work with maybe additional work because people need us and we want to serve those people. We want to help those people. We want to be there. We want to be the resource. So we're stretched super thin and we're just working and working and working. I'm hearing from colleagues who are talking about that swirl, too much social media. It's just overwhelming. I'm a social media person. I love social media. Here lately, I can't stand to get on it. It overwhelms me to the point that I feel like I can't even breathe. There's just too much information. And it doesn't even have to be bad information. There's too many cat pictures. There's too many memes. There's too many, show me your picture of the, you know, best beach picture you have. I don't want to see it. It's all overwhelming. I don't want to read the emails. They're all overwhelming because there's too many of them. I don't even want to be on the computer or the phone right now because it just feels like I have watched so many webinars, so many videos, so many news reports. Just give me a book. And I I saw a colleague today on LinkedIn who expressed just that. She was like, I, I have no motivation. I have all this work to do. I have so many things to do and and so much, and I have no motivation. What do I do? And someone said, you rest. And someone else spoke up and said, I'd love to rest, but I can't because I got to pay the bills. And if I rest, then somebody else suffers. Meaning, and, and I'm not talking about people in healthcare, and I'm not talking about people in essential services, those people, they're not getting to rest either, right? They're, they're going at it hard. But those entrepreneurs or those small business owners that are running businesses that they can't take a break right now because, yes, they're not saving lives, but they're saving people's businesses or they're helping people so that they're not homeless or they're helping people to find the food they need. I work with a lot of nonprofits. They're not stopping. They can't. They have to keep going. You can't shut down a homeless shelter or a soup kitchen just because we have a pandemic. You can't shut down sanitation, right? Like the, the garbage, it still has to get emptied, just like the nurses, the doctors, the janitor, you know, janitorial services that work in the hospitals, all those people, CNAs, you name it, housekeeping, whatever, those people have to keep working. But so do the small business owners who have always been remote or who has shifted to working at home from their office. A colleague of mine, she's moved her whole office home. She had to spend a lot more money to do that because she wasn't set up to work from home and neither were her employees, but she was like, it's the right thing to do. And it's what we needed to do right now. And they're in the middle of tax season too. And she said, it didn't get any lighter. 
when the government said, hey, you don't have to file the taxes until July, it didn't make her workload any lighter. They just keep coming in. So that's what I wanted to talk about is the people that just have to keep keeping on. How do you find time to process this? And I'd love some feedback on that because I'm struggling with this as well. But I will tell you what I've been trying. And I say trying because it doesn't always work, right? Sometimes you do stuff and it just doesn't work. But what I've been trying to do is sleep enough every night as much as that's possible, which I've been very fortunate that I've been able to sleep very well through all this, which is not normally the case. Um, exercise. That's where I fail. I don't exercise as much as I do when I get stressed and when I get really busy because that's time that I could be, you know, working. That's what my brain tells me. Work, work, work. You don't have time to exercise. You don't have time to meditate. You don't have time to take a long bath. So I just jump a quick shower at night and go to bed. I, um, you know, go for a five or 10 minute walk with my dog instead of doing the 30 minute walk. Those kinds of things. I shortcut it. Um, I eat the comfort foods because they make me happy instead of eating the foods that make me healthy. I drink the glass of wine when I really don't need it because it's a comfort, right? So we we get the the respite where we can and we keep going. And I I just want to say to those that are are continuing to move and go and go to work every day whether it be tax preparers, whether it be marketing people, whatever, or the doctors, or the nurses, or the CNAs, or the trash guy, or maybe you just work in a business that they deemed you essential and you don't even know why, but your boss tells you you have to show up at work, the cashiers at the grocery store, all these people that are deemed essential, or their businesses are still going, or they're still trying to work at home with their kids, or their husband, or whoever, all of us, right? That's all of us. I just want to say thank you. Thank you for doing what you do. Thank you for continuing to keep on. And we that's where we are right now. We're in this level of we just have to persevere. We have to keep putting one foot in front of the other and just keep going and taking the next right step. And when we do that, taking the next right step. But if you need to turn off the social media... If you need to turn off the email, if you need to turn off the TV, if you need to turn off your kids and put them to bed early, <laughs> if you need to just not talk, go put yourself in the bathroom and shut the door. <laughs> you know, whatever you got to do, do it right now because we need you to, to be okay at the end of this, just like we need everyone to be okay. So if there's anything I can say to encourage you today, it's just keep going. We will get to the other side of this. There, I already know this is going to be rough and it's been rough for all of us. And for some, it's been much, much worse than others. But it will get better. There will come a day that it's better. But until then, just keep going.
one decision at a time, one step at a time, one day at a time. Be blessed. Thank you for listening to the Blackburn Boss Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Come on over and join us over on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Blackburn Consulting NC. Or if you're on Instagram, you can look us up. Our Instagram username is Blackburn Boss. Hope you have a wonderful day, guys, and come back soon.